It's time for Decal Download, your source for news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. We'll hear from Commissioner Amy M. Jacobs and special guests to give you an update on all things Decal. This is Decal Download. Downloading now. And welcome back to Decal Download. I'm Reg Griffin, Chief Communications Officer here at the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning, as always with Commissioner Amy Jacobs. Well, Decal's Child Care Services Division is responsible for ensuring the health and safety of thousands of children in Georgia, while also providing training and technical assistance, licensing new child care programs, and determining exempt programs. The division also responds to any concerns or complaints the public may have through the CCS Consultant of the Day. Commissioner, it's an important way the public serves as our eyes and ears all across the state. Yeah, you know, we depend on the public and parents to let us know if they're seeing anything we might need to know about or investigate um, because we can't be all over the state, you know, 24-7. So it's definitely uh, an important uh, call-in number or even website for the public to let us know about things happening in child care. Absolutely. We want you to know about it. We want you to use it. Joining us to talk about the CCS consultant of the day is Tahisha Smith, CCS intake manager for the complaint unit. Tahisha, welcome to the podcast today. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, let's start by learning more about you. How long have you been with DECAL? What were you doing before you joined uh, the agency? I have actually been with DECAL since January 1st of 2006. Um, I started my journey as a regional consultant for child care learning centers and family learning homes for seven years. I then transitioned um, to the complaint unit and I was a consultant where we investigated serious incidents and injuries. Um, I did that for two years and then I moved into a coordinator role in 2015 And in March of 2018, I became the intake manager um, for the unit. Prior to coming to DECAL, I was a child protective services investigator in Clark County for um, DFACS for four and a half years. And there I investigated child abuse and neglect cases as well. Um, I worked in daycare settings. I have an early childhood education background. So um, I can say that I've been working with families and children for over 20 years. Wow. And you look so young. I don't think that's possible that <laughs> you've been doing it that long. What about, uh, did you grow up in Georgia or originally from here? I actually, I did. I live in Athens, Georgia, go dogs. Um, and I've been in Athens all of my life, pretty much. So I am from Georgia. So just a little proud of what happened a few weeks ago. Very proud of what happened. <laughs> yes, Absolutely. Well, of course, CCS conducts regular inspections of more than 4,300 licensed child care programs in Georgia with close to 90 unit and regional consultants, plus admins, coordinators, trainers, mentors, managers, and directors. So there's a lot more than 90 in CCS. Uh, but the consultant of the day allows us to receive concerns and complaints from the public. Tell us how that works. Okay. Um, The intake unit, we're like the hub of information and communication for CCS and the department. Um, We have three consultants that are on intake daily um, from eight to five, and they're available Monday through Friday. They receive calls from customers within the state of Georgia and sometimes outside of the state of Georgia. Um, The CCS intake consultants, they communicate with customers, they answer questions, provide information, and they also enter intakes based on potential rule violations, um, based on the circumstances of each situation and the program's non-compliance with the CCS rules and regulations. 
Um, so these violations involve health and safety allegations of childcare programs and family learning homes that result in a serious incident or injury or any potential rule violation based on the rules and regs. Um, so the intake consultants, we answer general questions received from external and also internal customers. So we deal a little bit with both. Um, the questions that we receive could be from how to start a childcare program to how to obtain a criminal background check. So we receive several different questions throughout the day. Um, so they're just general questions um, and they could be pertaining to any division that falls under the decal umbrella. So we receive questions in regards to pre-K, CAPS, nutrition. Um, and if we can't answer those questions, of course, they have consultants as well that can um, respond to those questions. But we are continuously receiving questions and concerns from providers, families, partners, um, and other state agencies, um, other members of the public. Um, and those are received via phone, um, email, and fax. Um, and we also have walk-ins that come in um, to our main office. So if we have a walk-in to come in, um, the admin will take that information and the information is transferred to an intake consultant to follow up on and to enter that information into our system. Um, I will say that oftentimes people get us confused. They think that we do investigate child abuse um, and neglect, and we do not. Hmm. Uh, we don't have jurisdiction to investigate child abuse. Those investigations are handled through DFACS. But our job is to determine if a center violated a rule. So that is our primary focus when um, an intake is entered. And I'll just say the overall goal um, for the intake unit is to always provide excellent customer service to our external and internal customers by demonstrating just a, the thorough knowledge um, of the state rules and regulations. That's a great point. Not only do we work with defects, but if there are criminal charges involved, that is not our jurisdiction. We work with local law enforcement. Absolutely. We do um, receive referrals from law enforcement regarding incidents that occur at daycares. And again, we're all looking for different things. DFACS is looking for uh, child abuse. Um, law enforcement, they're looking for criminal charges. And we are looking for rule violations. But we do work in conjunction with several other agencies. Right. Everyone has a role in, uh, yes. in that process. So we talk a lot about ensuring the health and safety of Georgia's children on a daily basis. But what are some of the common concerns you hear reported to the CCS consultant of the day? Well, um, I'll say things have kind of shifted since COVID um, is like the most prevalent topic for the past two years. So some of the concerns that we hear are programs not reporting positive cases as required. Um, centers are required to report positive cases to the department and to DPH um, within 24 hours. Um, we hear a lot about parents not being allowed access to childcare programs and they should be allowed access um, because we um, at the department hasn't relaxed any rules in regards to that. Um, we get a lot of um, ratio concerns because centers are very, um, they're short staffed. Um, so um, there are some concerns of ratio, also concerns of supervision due to the centers being short staffed. And as a consultant, um, you'll know that ratio and supervision kind of go hand in hand, because if you don't have enough staff members, it can result in the children not being properly supervised. And that leads to injuries. So we have all types of injuries that occur, you know, inside of the classroom or outside on the playground. So I would say those are the most common, commonly reported um, allegations right now. Mm -hmm. 
So what happens when someone calls or emails the team about a concern or a complaint? Where does it go from there? So once the intake consultant communicates with the providers or, you know, because providers do self-report or the actual outside reporter, um, they obtain all of the required information necessary to determine the specific needs. Um, and they determine if there's a potential rule violation that needs to be addressed. And if so, then an intake is entered. Once that intake is entered, um, we ensure that, first of all, that all reports of violations are properly vetted um, according to our policies and procedures. Um, so once that intake is entered, it is assigned to a regional consultant based on their territory assignment or a complaint consultant, depending on the severity of the incident or injury. Um, the assigned consultant has a response time to initiate and make the site visit to the program. Um, with us still operating through the pandemic, I will say some complaints are um, conducted virtually. Um, so it just depends on the type of um, intake. Um, after they go out to the center, the consultants will interview um, the staff members. They will speak with children if they are of age. We usually interview children that are three and older, unless there's a two-year-old that's really verbal. Um, but once they conduct all of their interviews, they obtain all of the necessary documents, they make a determination as to whether the complaint should be substantiated or unsubstantiated. So that's kind of the flow um, of the process. And Tisha, are we able to get back with the person calling with some type of resolution? We always try to provide answers um, to questions or concerns um, that our customers have. Our goal is to return calls on the same day, but no later than 24 hours. And if there's anything that we are unable to assist with, um, we always strive to refer the callers to the proper agency bank that can assist with their issue. Um, but majority of the time we can come up with a solution. Um, usually it's just questions um, that we can answer, which that information can be found on the website. Um, if, if it's an intake and there are potential rule violations, um, we end up entering an intake. But if there is a reason that we're unable to assist because it, it, there's not a rule violation or doesn't pertain to our agency, um, we always explain that information to the caller. So they should never leave not knowing some type of information. Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes we're asked what our response can be as a regulatory agency. And you touched on this just a little bit, but if you can just walk us through that process. We know complaints don't always result in severe action like an emergency closure or a license revocation. Um, and talk a little bit more about how we work with DFACs. I think we do a really good job of working with DFACs and law enforcement and kind of following their lead, depending on the circumstances of what we're investigating and how we handle complaints around abuse and neglect of children in childcare. Okay. So when we receive a referral from DFACs, um, if it, there are certain ones that as mandated reporters, we refer to defects. So if it's a child death or a child's been left on a vehicle, if it's abuse by a staff member, um, we report those to defects. And oftentimes defects will reach out to us um, because they would like to do a joint investigation. Um, sometimes not. Um, and just depending on what the allegations are, defects will maybe screen it out and just leave it up to decal um, to investigate because it only involves a rule violation. Um, so oftentimes we work with DFACs, joint visits, um, and we share information as needed. Um, if there's anything they need from us, we, we are always sharing that information with the case managers and vice versa. Um, so working with DFACs is large um, in this department. Um, also law enforcement, you know, 
Sometimes they like to um, do joint visits with our assigned consultants. So we go out with law enforcement to try to work in conjunction with other state agencies. But all of our complaints do not always result in emergency closures or license revocations. Um, all complaints are investigated and a determination is made as to whether the allegations are subbed or unsubbed. Um, there are a few factors that are taken into consideration when a program's license is revoked. Um, we do um, make a decision about emergency closures. I know, Commissioner, you're in on some of those staffings um, where we have to make those decisions. So not everything results in a closure um, or a revocation. We do look at the program's um, history, um, and we do, along with determining, you know, if that child is in any imminent danger or the children in care. So, and programs can always appeal um, and go through the court process and allow the judge to hear both sides and make a decision from there. But I will say just as a regulatory agency, um, we do provide recommendations and guidance um, all the time. Um, we're here to ensure that the rules and regulations are enforced while also ensuring that, you know, Georgia's children are in a safe and healthy environment. Um, if programs need any assistance, we do have a TA team that can pro provide on-site training and guidance, you know, whenever the requests, when they, when they submit a request or whenever there is a need. So we have several um, avenues that we can utilize to assist programs. So we're not always just there to shut down a program. And, you know, one of the things I always like to point out to the public or the media when we're talking with them is we do two um, annual visits to every licensed child care program, uh, very thorough investigation, unannounced, uh, twice a year. And then in addition to that, any complaints that we receive, you guys go back in. And it's interesting that you actually do a full investigation, full inspection again, not just about that specific complaint. I think that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it's good to know that that goes on. Um, so Tahisha, before someone calls or emails, what kind of information are you looking for in order to best serve them? And can they remain anonymous? So we're always looking for ways to better serve our customers. So I will say oftentimes, Reg, we don't know um, what the caller is looking for until we actually speak with them over the phone. Um, but we do have resources available for the intake consultants. We have a resource folder um, that contains information for all of the units and divisions and programs that are accessible um, so that they can review this information so that they can provide you know, accurate information um, for the callers. Um, if there are any new initiatives or applications that are being open, such as power, um, stable access, uh, the pre-K application that just opened, we usually have a meeting or a discussion, and we also have FAQs available beforehand um, so that we are prepared to respond to the callers. So if a reporter is uncomfortable, you asked about them remaining anonymous. Um, we try to let them know the reason why we would like to have their information. Um, oftentimes, you know, if they want to call and make a report, we explain to them that their information is confidential. Um, we cannot confirm or deny, um, you know, if a program tries to guess who made a report, we can't confirm or deny that information with the program. Um, so their information is confidential. We don't release that information. Um, we also let them know that um, the assigned consultant may need to reach out to them for additional information. So it's it would be a good idea for us to have their phone number and their name, you know, just in case. 
But if they're just, you know, if they insist on being anonymous, they can absolutely remain anonymous. And we just try to get all of the information up front that we need so that the assigned consultant can investigate or conduct a thorough investigation. I guess maybe we should say you can remain anonymous, but throughout, uh, even though we may need your name and information, we're going to keep it confidential. And uh, the person's not going to know about that in terms of the person you're complaining about. Correct. That is correct. Well, CCS is really foundational for all things decal because before programs can move on to pre-K quality rated nutrition, they must first be licensed and compliant with our talker services uh, division and rules. Is that correct, Tisha? Yes, that is correct. In order to participate in the mentioned programs, um, they do need to be licensed, which is done through CCS. Um, the programs need to maintain good standing um, as well, you know, to maintain their statuses, especially with quality rated and pre-K. Um, and I will say that CCS is the foundation of DECAL. Um, we conduct, as Reg stated earlier, two regulatory visits um, per year, which is the fiscal year, and that runs from July 1st through June 30th. Um, and we determine the program's compliance level. So at that, you know, once we add up their visits and what they were cited for, um, we will know if that program remains in good standing or if they're deficient and need some work. Um, but all the programs under DECAL's umbrella, we all work together. Um, to provide the best services possible to the, the children in care. And it might be a good time to plug qualityrated.org if you want to look <laughs> up a child care program or you're searching for child care and you want to see some excellent work on the uh, part of CCS, go to qualityrated.org. You can look them up by name, address. You can find uh, locations near you. And then when you begin to dig deep into that center, you can see all of the reports all the inspection reports, all the complaint reports that were substantiated posted right there on the website. So it's a great resource. Uh, if you are looking for child care, uh, maybe you're needing to find new child care, whatever the case, that's there for you. Tahisha, remind us one more time, again, the ways to contact our CCS consultant of the day. Okay. Um, if anyone has any questions or concerns that they, you know, would like to discuss, they can contact our main office. Um, that number is 404-657-5562 or 404-656-5957. Um, those calls are routed to an intake consultant. And if the caller contacts these numbers and they receive a voicemail, I just want to let them know that, you know, it's because our intake consultants are on another call. They are assisting customers throughout the day. And we are handling calls for everyone, everyone throughout the state of Georgia. So sometimes they may not receive a live person. So they will have to leave a message. Um, and I promise if they leave that message, we will um, get back to them as soon as possible, but no later than the next business day. Um, if they have any questions, they can also email us at services at decal.ga.gov. And we are always ready and available to assist and provide guidance when needed. All right. Well, it's a great service. We really appreciate it. And please thank, as the commissioner mentioned, all of the 90 unit and regional consultants, plus admins, coordinators, trainers, mentors, managers, directors, you guys do a great job. We really appreciate you being with us this week. Thank you so much, Reg. And now a DECAL download extra. DECAL has released the application for new and returning providers of Georgia's pre-K program. 
for the 2022-2023 school year. Applications to provide Georgia's pre-K program for the next school year must be received by DECAL by Wednesday, February the 16th at 5 p.m. Georgia's pre-K program is an educational program for age-eligible children in Georgia funded by the Georgia Lottery for Education. The purpose of the program is to prepare children for success in kindergarten and later years. Applicants for the pre-K grant must be a licensed child care program local school system, or a Head Start program. Pre-K programs are offered in a variety of settings, public schools, for-profit and nonprofit child care learning centers, military bases, and faith-based organizations. To attend Georgia's Pre-K in the 2022-2023 school year, a child must be four years old on or before September 1st, 2022. Georgia's Pre-K program normally operates on the regular school system calendar, for the length of the typical school day. This year, approximately 74,000 four-year-olds are being served in 3,762 Georgia's pre-K classrooms at 1,841 locations. If you have questions about the application, uh, you can get more information by emailing panda, P-A-N-D-A, dot support at decal.ga. .gov. That's panda.support at decal.ga.gov. Again, the deadline for applying to offer Georgia's pre-K program is Wednesday, February the 16th at 5 p.m. Now your questions from the water cooler. Hi, my name is Demetrius, and I work in the CAPS division here in Atlanta. My question for Commissioner Jacob is, can you tell us more about the raises for state employees that Governor Kemp has proposed in his budget? Well, hello, Demetrius. That's a, a great question, and thank you for asking it. Uh, you are right. The governor did propose um, raises for all state employees uh, in his budget, which he's proposing a $5,000 raise for all state employees, which is incredible. The first time that that's happened in, we believe, 14 years. And so that has to go through the legislative process. So it has to be approved by the House and then has to be approved by the Senate. Uh, and then it would be um, effective. So we are uh, watching that very closely. No one's made any changes to it, but uh, the process is pretty early. Uh, we're still very, very early in that process, um, but I'm hoping that we will see um, something soon on that. And we can report back to you, but we'll, I'll be ecstatic to be able to give all of our decal staff a $5,000 raise. Um, he's also proposing some other good things. Um, you know, if you have a 401k with a state and increased match right now, the state matches 3% and this proposal would match up to 9%, which is really good. And then also, um, you know, we have a pretty generous leave policy with sick leave and annual leave. And sometimes it's just really hard to use all that annual leave because it rolls over every year. And so there is a proposal to be able to convert 40 hours. So a week of your annual leave for basically a paycheck. Um, so that'd be like an extra paycheck a year if that's something that, that uh, you decide to do. So a, a really pretty comprehensive uh, package for state employees from Governor Kemp. And we will keep you updated um, as decisions are made by the House and the Senate. Most important, not a $5,000 bonus, a raise. Right. Yeah, it's a going raise, forward. no bonus. Yeah, it will yeah. be going forward. You will see it in your pay. If it, if it passes, you will see it in your paycheck. It will never go away. So, I mean, that is incredible. It really yeah. is. Great news. Stay tuned. We'll keep you posted. Yes. 
And it's time to give you a chance at winning a nice prize in the decal download quiz. We'll draw one name from all the correct answer to this question. Email your response to decaldownload at decal.ga.gov. You could walk away with a prize from the Alliance Theater, Chick-fil-A, Georgia Lottery, the School Box, or Shake Shack. Here's the question. How many licensed childcare programs are currently operating in Georgia? How many licensed childcare programs are currently operating in Georgia? Send your response to decal download at decal.ga.gov. We draw one name and award you with the prize. Thanks for playing and good luck. Thanks for tuning in to Decal Download. For more information, visit our website at decal.ga.gov. The conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs.